You're listening to Wealthy-esque. We are a community of lawyers who believe that true wealth is having control of our time. I'm Ro Thomas, and as a busy wife, mom, and big law associate, I know all too well the tension between the culture of the legal profession and pretty much everything else you want to do in life. Each week, I'm bringing you the information and tools you need to take back control of your time by reframing your mindset and managing your money to achieve lifestyle freedom. Take the first step toward regaining control of your time by downloading your free Lifestyle Freedom Starter Guide at rowthomas.com start. Hey friend, welcome back to Wealthy-esque. Thank you for joining me. I know that you could be doing so many things with your time, so I truly appreciate you being here with me. Last week, I introduced you to the concept of financial independence, this idea that you can invest enough money that you never have to work for a paycheck again. And if you missed that, check out episode three, why every lawyer should be on the path to financial independence. My goal with that episode was to make you question the typical way we think about money and to just open your eyes to a different way of looking at things. Well, it seems that my mission was accomplished. I got so many messages about that episode in particular. It is the most downloaded episode so far. And it's people who are intrigued by this concept, people wondering if it's really possible. I want to encourage you that, yes, it is definitely possible. Just this week, my friend reached her financial independence number at age 30. She's not a lawyer, but I'm sure you can find some inspiration in her story. So go hit her up at apurplelife.com and tell her I sent you. She blogs anonymously and she's super open with her number so you can get all up in her business and see exactly what she makes and what she spends and all of that good stuff. But can you just imagine the freedom she feels or the power that she has over her time? I'm just super excited for her, and that's what I want for us. So with that today, I want to help you get started on your journey to financial independence. And as a reminder, financial independence is the point at which your investments and or other assets generate enough money that you don't have to work for money again. Like your investments and other assets are generating money to cover your living expenses. There's more than one way to reach financial independence. For example, if you had like rental properties that provided enough cash flow to cover your living expenses, then you wouldn't need to work for money and you would be financially independent. The typical way that gets a lot of media attention is investing in the stock market. And that's the route that my husband and I are taking. So we're investing money in our retirement and brokerage accounts that will eventually spin off enough money to cover our living expenses. That's the method that we're going to talk about today. I want to be clear, my husband and I are not financially independent yet, but at the rate we're going, we should have enough to reach financial independence to the extent that our bare bones living expenses would be covered within the next five or six years. And then it would take a little more time beyond that to reach full financial independence such that all of our living expenses are covered. But I also want to highlight that just being on the path to financial independence gives you options. You have a lot of flexibility 
when you are reducing your debt, reducing your expenses, saving, investing, all of that. Having you know little to no debt and a large balance just gives you the ability to make moves that you otherwise wouldn't be able to make. So let's get you started on your journey. We're going to talk about four steps to get you going. Number one, identify your why. Number two, identify the things that bring value and joy to your life. Number three, examine your current spending. And number four, calculate your financial independence number. And then I'll also share some resources that can help you as you start to explore this topic. So let's jump into the first one, identifying your why. A lot of times people set goals and they don't stop to consider why they want to achieve those goals. So when you are looking at a goal like financial independence, which will require some level of sacrifice, you've got to consider the why behind them. Like, why do you want to achieve financial independence? I think knowing why is the most important consideration and it's vital to your success because your why will help you to push through setbacks and to keep going when you want to quit, right? There are all kinds of things that could throw you off track, but when you have your why in mind, then nothing's going to stop you. For my husband and me, our why is having the freedom and time to be able to be as present with our children as we want to be. We both grew up in households where our moms worked a lot, and so we want to be able to be more present than our moms were able to be. And we're in these positions where we're able to save and invest money to set ourselves up to do that. When you are trying to achieve something like financial independence and lifestyle freedom, if your only motivation is money, you're not going to make it. You will have no resolve to keep going when, you know, some curveball comes at you. So you've got to make sure that you've got a solid grasp on your ultimate why, not just to make a bunch of money, not just to be rich, but why? What does having that freedom do for you? All right. Number two, we're talking about the things that bring value and joy to your life. So think about the top 10 things that bring you joy. They could be material things. They could be non-material things. When my husband and I did this exercise, there were like two things on the list that were material things. For me, it was shoes, of course, surprise, surprise, and good food. And then for him, I think it was like cars and good food. The other things that we value and that bring us joy are intangible and don't cost anything. So when you look at your finances, you want to look at this list of things that, you know, you say you value and that bring you joy and look at where you're spending money on things that don't even make this list, right? So we looked at our finances and we're looking at where we're spending money that we don't care about, like on things that we don't care about, and then determine if you want to continue spending on that. The more money we spend, the more dependent we are on our incomes and our jobs. 
I remember hearing an interview with a couple and they were talking about money as it related to their marriage. I don't think they were talking about financial independence specifically, but the concept still applies. So basically this couple said that they valued spending quality time with each other and they didn't have the opportunity to do that as much as they wanted because their jobs were so demanding. And when they're looking at their finances, they realized that the biggest chunk of their income was going to their house, which they barely spent time in because of their demanding jobs. And they needed the income from the demanding jobs because of the size of their mortgage payment. And the way that they framed that really smacked me in the face. Like they said they realized that they were prioritizing having this house over their marriage. So when you look at what you're spending your money on, think about the things that bring you value and joy and think about what you're prioritizing over the things that you really want and the things that will really make you happy. So I kind of got into number three there with examining your current spending, because if you're anything like most people, your spending probably doesn't line up with the things that you value and the things that bring you joy. A lot of us are just kind of going through the motions, buying things that we're supposed to buy, that everyone else is buying, going out because everybody else is going, whatever. And we're not thinking about it in terms of if we truly care about that thing. And I think putting it into perspective that when you're spending money on this thing that you don't care about, then it takes away from this thing that you do care about, helps you to reframe the way that you look at that spending. Also, your spending is directly tied to your savings rate because the more that you spend, the less that you're able to save. And your savings rate is directly tied to how long it will take you to reach financial independence. And if you haven't downloaded your Lifestyle Freedom Starter Guide yet, go ahead and do that because there's an exercise in there to help you figure out your current savings rate and it will tell you how long it would take you to reach financial independence at that rate. So go to rowthomas.com start if you want to do that. As you're thinking about all of this, the decreasing your expenses and increasing your savings rate and all of that, I don't want you to think about it as deprivation because it's not about deprivation. You are free to spend on whatever you want to spend on, but I want you to think about whether the things that you want to purchase really bring value to your life or add joy to your life. Because in the grand scheme of things, you are making choices about how to spend your money. And, you know, it's buying stuff versus buying back your time. And in some cases, you might feel that the thing that you want to buy is more important. And that's perfectly okay. That's definitely the case in my life at times. But just by reframing the way that you think about it, I think you'll make some different choices sometimes when you realize the trade-off that you're making. Okay, so now getting into step four, calculate your financial independence number. The calculation for your financial independence number is fairly simple. The rule of thumb for financial independence is that you are financially independent when you have 25 times 
your annual expenses invested. That comes from a study that looked at retirement accounts over 30-year periods and determined that a 4% withdrawal rate was a safe rate such that the retiree would not run out of money. So the 25 times rule comes from that 4% safe withdrawal rate. Some people say that with respect to financial independence and like people who want to retire early, that a lower withdrawal rate would be safer. So some people say to do something more like 30 times or 33 times your annual expenses to determine a safer financial independence number. For me, like my husband and me are not interested in the early retirement piece. So we don't need the money to last for as long as someone who wants to retire at 30 like my friend. So we use that 25 times rule of thumb to determine our financial independence number because we plan to continue working anyway. But you want to calculate your financial independence number and note that the more that you are spending, the more you're going to need to reach financial independence. So all of these steps kind of flow into one another. As you examine your spending and you see what your financial independence number is, then you might decide that there are things that you're spending on that you really don't care about. And using the 25 times calculation, every $100 that you save or you cut from your expenses each month is $30,000 less that you need to reach financial independence. We can't talk about decreasing your monthly expenses without talking about paying off debt. You know, that's a huge part of my story. So follow me here. If you do have debt and you want to pay it off, there are two main methods that people use. One is the debt snowball, which looks at your debts from smallest balance to largest balance without regard to the interest rate. And you pay them off in that order. The other is the debt avalanche. The debt avalanche looks at your debts from highest interest rate to lowest interest rate without regard to the balance. So my husband and I decided to use the debt snowball method. And although mathematically we end up paying more because we're paying more in interest by not paying attention to interest rate, we get this psychological payoff. And that has helped us to keep moving forward. So for us, our highest interest rates were on some of our largest balances, right? Like our largest balance was 340, 340,000 when we first started, but it's at a you know 6.8% or so interest rate. And the 7.9% was on you know, like a $25,000 balance or something like that. But some of our lower debts were much more manageable. Like at one point we were ticking off loans, like a loan a month. Seeing that balance continually tick down and actually like crossing loans off and using the minimum payment for those loans and being able to roll it into the next and all of that helped to motivate us to keep going. We use a spreadsheet that has all of our debts listed from smallest to largest, and we highlight them in green as we pay them off. And so 
when we started, I had 14 separate student loans by myself. My husband had two. I had a car loan and we have our mortgage. So it was 18 or so different loans on there. And now we're down to two that are not green. And that's my husband's student loan and our mortgage that we're still working on paying off. So seeing the green on that chart grow helped to keep us motivated in this journey to pay off over $670,000 worth of debt. Finally, I wanted to share a few resources that you might be interested in if you want to learn more about financial independence. So the first is a book called Your Money or Your Life by Vicki Robin. It was originally written in the 90s, but Vicki has since rewritten it or updated it to reflect the current financial independence movement. So you might check that book out. There is also a documentary about the financial independence movement called Playing With Fire. It's available on Amazon Prime and possibly Netflix. I know for sure Amazon Prime. And there's also a book that was released just before the documentary. So either of those resources, I highly recommend. Now be warned, the couple in the Playing With Fire documentary and book took some fairly extreme measures. It's not what my husband and I have done, but it's nonetheless a really solid introduction to the concept of financial independence. And then finally, I listen to a lot of podcasts and two of my favorites on financial independence are the Journey to Launch podcast and Choose FI. So both of those I highly recommend. So let's recap. Number one, you have to start with why. Pursuing financial independence requires sacrifice and keeping the greater why behind what you're doing in mind will help keep you motivated. Number two, you got to know what you value and what brings joy to your life. This can help guide your spending. A lot of us are spending a lot of money on things we don't even care about. Number three, look at your current spending. You have to know where you are to make plans to improve. Try to decrease your spending to increase your savings rate, which is directly tied to how quickly you can reach financial independence. Number four, calculating your financial independence number is as simple as multiplying your annual spending by 25. You could decide to be more conservative by multiplying by a number like 30 or 33, but this is a good rule of thumb to ballpark how much you need. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Join me over in our private Facebook community, the Wealthy S community, and let's talk about any questions you have as you start your path to financial independence. If you head to rowthomas.com slash community, it'll take you right there. If you got value from today's episode, please share it with someone else who might also find it helpful. If you share on social media, don't forget to tag me. I'm at I am Ro Thomas on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Don't forget to subscribe so you get new episodes as they're released. And if you're so inclined, please feel free to leave me a written review. Reviews just tell whatever platform you're listening on that this show is valuable and that allows it to be recommended to more people. I also read everyone and I love seeing what you're getting out of the show. As we close out, friend, I pray that you will open your mind and believe that financial independence is possible for you. I pray that you will act on the information that you received today and get started on your journey to freedom. 
And as always, I pray that you continue to take steps to regain control of your time, build wealth, and live the life of freedom and choice you deserve. Talk to you later.